You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. The Pharisees came forward and began to argue with Jesus, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. He sighed from the depth of his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Amen, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. Then he left them, got into the boat again, and went off to the other shore. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There are some words that are repeated in today's scripture texts, and one of them is testing. And another one is affliction. The word affliction appears three times in the short verses of Psalm 119, of which we have just had a little portion because it's a very long psalm. And it's interesting to see the progression of the three verses. The first one says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, meaning after affliction, I hold to your promise. So this is interesting. When we are in times of boon, blessed, abundant, we can go astray. And we have a very, very powerful case of this last week with Solomon the king. So wealthy, he didn't have to fight for his kingdom like his father David. It's so easy. He is filled with wisdom. He has great preparation. He enjoys the esteem of all the kingdoms far away. They bring him big gifts. He is the richest man in the world. And yet, he crumbles inside. Maybe this line is for Solomon, you know. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. We could even think of Adam and Eve in paradise. In all the blessings they had, they went astray. And this can also happen to us. That's the big lesson. We can all go astray. When we're mentioning these concrete cases, it's not to accuse them. It's to learn and to acquire wisdom. And the second case we have in today's text is, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. Now, the normal experience we all have, and I had this last week even, is when we are in a, a durable period of hurt for some reason, we want to get rid of it. We don't like it. We don't like a relationship that's difficult 
we don't enjoy anything that's difficult and lasting. Some people are afflicted with terminal disease. Some people are afflicted with psychological illness. Some people are afflicted with very difficult relationships. Some people are afflicted with misery. Think of the people in Gaza. Think of the families of the hostages. So many people deeply and durably afflicted. But this text is saying to us, it is, and this is from a psalm, it's a prayer. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. It's really amazing that a human being has acquired another level of understanding and experience, because it's not just about understanding, it's about having made progress, it's about being in a better place. It's not just it's smarter, it is good. That means I have gained great advantage through the affliction I have endured. And then we have a third time. In your faithfulness, you have afflicted me. Because God is faithful, he afflicts me. I think we have to nuance this a little bit because God doesn't afflict us to hurt us, but he allows afflictions in our lives and he blesses us in the occasion of these afflictions for growth. He accompanies Joseph to Egypt, sold by his brothers. And Joseph will tell his brothers later on, God sent me ahead of you to provide food to save the whole family's life. And then Joseph could use this psalm and he could say, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. And actually it was good for all his brothers and for his father. So there is a great mystery in all of this. And we have in James's letter some very interesting things, just a little side note to the 12 tribes in the dispersion, in the diaspora. This is very interesting because it's a letter from the church in Jerusalem to all the tribes and they're being treated as a unit. And this is a thought we have spoken about before on the occasions of the 12 apostles on each of them, we celebrate them, about the messianic time was very conscious as a sign that the 12 would be reunited. So now we go to this word in, uh, <clears throat> in James's letter about affliction. Consider it all joy. So this is a fourth level. We went from saying that I was astray and I came back through affliction. And then we went to say that it was good for me to be afflicted. And then we went to say that we were afflicted because you are a faithful God. And now we are saying, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. 
For you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I remember a couple, and I have mentioned this before, it made a big impression on me. I was very relatively close to them. And she was actually from a Hungarian family living in Germany. They had come out because of communism in the 50s. The father, he was a doctor, and he had to study all over again to be a doctor because they didn't accept his studies in Germany. And then this daughter, now a young adult, very, very wonderful uh, person, uh, falls in love with a Dutch guy, and he gets signed up just a month before their wedding to go to um, Blue Helm service for the United Nations in, I think, Cambodia, if I remember properly. And then, so, <laughs> they couldn't have their marriage. And they had to delay it for six months. And this was terrible for them. But both, they say afterwards, that this was a wonderful period of growth in their love, enduring this major difficulty in their plans at that time. So here we have this growth in uh, the perseverance in our faith leads us to become perfect. This is the process of testing. And we have those other biblical images of gold purified seven times in the fire. And we don't like all of these people. Who, doesn't, who wants affliction? And some great saints have prayed for more affliction. They got it. We see the path Jesus followed, so they're following his path. And he came to suffer for us, and he wasn't putting on a show. And it was for us, not for him. And so there's a whole level of the spiritual life to which we maybe are very foreign. And it's very foreign to us, and we need to let it become familiar. In the Gospels, we have testing and affliction in another way where these people are arguing with Jesus. They want to test him, they try him, and so they're coming with the complete opposite direction. And the people in the psalm are coming to God with appreciation for the trials. They're not coming to put God under trial. They're not coming to put the prophet under trial. And here we have this attitude, which can also be an attitude. When we go to a deal with issues of faith, with skepticism, we can't make much progress. We have to go with faith as an attitude of humility, an attitude of wanting to learn, wanting to, to probe, wanting to understand, not wanting to prove the other one wrong. Because that's an attitude of hostility, it's an attitude of closeness, it's not an attitude of reception of grace and gift. So let us pray for a softening of our hearts before the trials of life and the afflictions that we will increasingly endure as the years go by. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.